0: Chapter 20 I Battled My Jerk Relative A Coast Guard board picked us up, but they were too busy to keep us for long or to wonder how three kids in street clothes had got out into the middle of the bay. There, there was a disaster to mop up. Their radios were jammed with distress calls. They dropped us off at Santa Monica Pire with towels around our shoulders and water bottles that said, I am a junior coast guard and sped off to save more people. Our clothes were sopping wet, even mine. When the coast guard boat had arrived, I uh, silently prayed that they wouldn't pick me out of the water and find me perfectly dry which might have raised some eyebrows. So I had willed myself to got, to get soaked. Sure enough, my usual waterproof magic had abandoned me. I was also barefoot because I had given my shoes to Groover. Better the coast guard wonder why one of us was barefoot than wonder why one of us had hooves. After reaching dry land, we stumbled down the beach watching the city burn against a beautiful sunrise. I felt if I'd, as if I'd just come back from the dead, which I had. My backpack was heavy with Zeus's master bolt. My heart was even even heavier from seeing my mother. I don't believe it, Annabeth said. We went all that way. It was a trick, I said. A strategy worthy of Athena. Hey, she warned. You get it, don't you? She dropped her eyes, her anger failing. Yeah, I get it. Well, I don't, grew a complaint. With somebody, Percy, Annabeth said, I'm sorry about your mother. I'm so sorry. I pretended not to hear her. If I had talked about my mother, I was going to start crying like a little kid. The prophecy was right, I said. You shall go west and face the god who has stolen. But it wasn't Hades. Hades didn't want war between the big three. Someone else pulled off the theft. Someone stole Zeus's master bolt and Hades's helmet and framed me because I'm Poseidon's kid. Poseidon will get blamed by both sides. By sundown today, there will be a three-way war and I'll have caused it. Groover shook his head, mystified. But who could be that sneaky? Who would want war that bad? I stopped in my tracks, looking down the beach. Gee, let me think. There he was, waiting for us, in his black leather duster and his sunglasses. An aluminium baseball bat dropped on his shoulder. His motorcycle rumbled beside him. Its headlight turning the ra- sand red. Hey kid, Eris said, seeming genuinely pleased to see you. were supposed to die. You tricked me, I said. You stole the helmet and the master board. Eris grinned. Well now, I didn't steal them personally. Gods taking each other's symbol of power? That's a big no-no. But you're not the only hero in the world who can run at errands. Who did you use? Clarice. She was there at the winter solstice. The idea seemed to amuse him. Doesn't matter. The point is, kid, you're impending the war effort. See, you've got to die in the underworld. Then old seaweed brain will be mad at Hades for killing you. Cop's breath will have Zeus's masterboard, so Zeus will be mad at him, and Hades is still looking for this. From his pocket, he took out a ski cap, the kind bank robbers wear, and placed it between the handlebars of his bike. Immediately, the cap transformed into an elaborate, elaborate bronze war helmet, the Helmet of Darkness. Gruver gasped. Exactly, Ares said. Now where was I? Oh yeah, Hades will be mad at both Zeus and Poseidon because he doesn't know who took this. Pretty soon, we got a nice little three-way slug fight going. But they're your family, Anabit protested. Ares shrugged. Best kind of war. Always the bloodiest. Nothing like watching your relatives fight, I always say. You gave me the backpack in Denver. The master bolt was there in it the whole time. Yes and no, Iris it said. It's probably too complicated for your little mortal brain to follow. But the backpack is the master bolt's sheath. Just more a bit. The bolt is connected to it. Sort of like that sword you got, kid. It always returns to your pocket, right? I wasn't sure how Ares knew about that. But I guess a god of war had to make it his business to know about weapons. Anyway, Ares continued. I tinkered with the magic a bit so that the bolt would only return to the sheath once you ma- reach the endo- underworld. You get close to Hades. Bingo! You got mail. If you died along the way, no loss. I still had the weapon. But why not just keep the master bolt for yourself, I said. Why send it to Hades? Ares caught a twitch in his jaw. For a moment, it was almost as if he were listening to another voice deep inside his head. Why didn't I? Yeah, with that kind of firepower. He held the trance for one second, two seconds. I exchanged nervous looks with Annabel. Ace's face cleared. I didn't want the trouble. Better to have you caught red-handed holding the thing. You're lying, I said. Sending the bolt to the underworld wasn't your idea, was it? Of course it was. Smoke drifted up from his sunglasses as if they were about to catch fire. You didn't order the theft, I guess. Some, someone else sent a hero to steal the item. Then, when Zeus sent you to hunt him down, you caught the thief. But you didn't turn him over to Zeus. Something convinced you to let him go. You kept the items until another hero could come along and complete the delivery. That thing in the pit is ordering you around. I am the god of war. I take orders from no one. I don't have dreams. I hesitated. Who said anything about dreams? Ares looked agitated, but he tried to cover it with a smirk. Let's get back to the problem at hand, kid. You're alive. I can't have you taking that boat to Olympus. You just might get those hard-headed idiots to listen to you. So I've got to kill you. Nothing personal. He snapped his fingers. The sand exploded at his feet and charged a wild boar, even larger and uglier than the one whose head hung above the door of Cabin 7 at Camp Half-Blood. The beast poured the sand, glaring at me with beady eyes as it lowered its razor-sharp tusks and waited for the command to kill. I... Stepped into the surf. Fight me yourself, Iris. He laughed, but I heard a little edge to his laughter. An uneasiness. You've got only one talent, kid running away. You ran from the camera. You ran from the underworld. You don't have what it takes. Scared? In your adolescent dreams, But his sunglasses were starting to melt from the heat of his eyes. No direct involvement. Sorry kid, you are not at my level. Annabelle said, Percy, run! The giant boar charged. But I was done running from monsters or Hades or Eris or anybody. As the boar rushed me, I uncapped my pen and sidestepped. Riptide appeared in my hands. I slashed upwards. The boar's severed, right tusk fell at my feet. While the disoriented animal charged into the sea. I shouted, Wave! Immediately, a wave surged up from nowhere and engulfed the boar, wrapping around it like a blanket. The beast squealed once in terror. Then it was gone. Swallowed by the sea, I turned back to Ares. Are you going to fight me now? I asked. Or are you going to hide behind another pet, pet pig? Ares's face was purple with rage. Watch it, kid. I could turn you into a cockroach, I said, or a tapeworm. Yeah, I'm sure that is that will save you from getting your godly hide whip, wouldn't it? Flames danced along the top of his glasses. Oh man, you are really asking to be smashed into a grease spot. If I lose, turn me into anything you want. Take the bolt. If I win, the helmet and the bolt are mine, and you have to go away. Eris sneered. He swung the baseball bat off his shoulder. How would you like to get smashed? Classic or modern? I showed him my sword. That's cool, dead boy, he said. Classic it is. The baseball bat changed into a huge two-handed sword. The hilt was a large silver skull with ruby eyes. With ruby in its mouth. Percy, Annabeth said. Don't do this. He's a god. He's a coward, I told her. She swallowed. Wear this, at least for luck. She took off her necklace with her five years worth of camp beads and the ring from her father and tied it around my neck. Reconciliation, she said. Athena and Poseidon together. My face felt a little warm, but I managed to smile. Thanks. And take this. Groover said. He handed me a flattened tin can that he'd probably been saving in his pocket for a thousand miles. The satyrs stand behind you. Groover! uh, I don't know what to say. He patted me on the shoulder. I stuffed the tin can in my back pocket. You all done saying goodbye? Eris came forward towards me. His play his black leather duster trailing behind him, his sword glinting like fire in the sunrise. I've been fighting for an eternity till my strength is unlimited and I cannot die. What have you got? A smaller ego, I thought, but I said nothing. I kept my feet in the surf, backing into the water up to my ankles. I thought back to what Annabeth had said at then's Ares has strength. That's all he has got. Even strength has to bow to wisdom sometimes. He cleaved downwards at my head, but I wasn't there. My body thought for me. The water seemed to push me into the air, and I catapulted over him, slashing as I came down. But Ares was just as quick. He twisted and the strike that should have caught him directly in the spine was deflected off the end of his sword hilt. He grinned. Not bad, not bad. He slashed again, and I was forced to jump onto dry land. I tried to sidestep to get back into the water, but Ares seemed to know what I wanted. He outmanoeuvred me, pressing so hard, I had to pull all- put all my concentration On not getting sliced into pieces. I kept backing away from the surf. I couldn't find any openings to attack. His sword had a reach a meter long than Anaclusmos. Get in close, Luke had told me once, back in our sword class. When you've got the shorter blade, get in close. I stepped inside with a thrust, but Ares was waiting for that. He knocked my blade out of my hands and kicked me in the chest. I went airborne, 15, maybe 20 meters. I should have broken my back if I hadn't crashed into the soft sand. Percy and yelled, Cops! I was seeing double. My chest felt like it had just been hit with a battering ram. But I managed to get to my feet. I couldn't look away from Ares for fear he'd slice me in half. But out of the corner of my eye, I saw red lights flashing on the shoreline boulevard. Car doors were slamming. There, officer. Somebody yelled. See! A gruff cop voice. Looks like that kid on TV. What the heck? That guy's armed. Another cop said. Call for backup. I rolled to one side as Ares's blade slashed the sand. I ran for my sword, scooped it up and launched a swipe at Ares's face, only to find my blade deflected again. Ares seemed to know what I was going to do a moment before I did it. I stepped back towards the surf, forcing him to follow. Admit it, kid, Ares said. You got no hope. I'm just toying with you. My senses were working overtime. I now understood what Annabeth had said about ADHD keeping you alive in battle. I was wide awake, noticing every little detail. I could see where Ares was tensing. I could tell which way he would attack. At the same time, I was aware... Of Annabethan Groover, 10 meters to my left, I saw a second cop car pulling up, sirens wailing. Spectators, people who had been wandering the streets because of the earthquake, were starting to gather. Among the crowd, I thought I saw a few satyrs. There were shimmering forms of spirits too. As if the dead had risen from Hades to watch the battle, I heard the flap of leathery wings circling somewhere above. More silence. I stepped further into the water, but Ares was fast. The tip of his blade ripped my sleeve and grazed my forearm. A police voice on a megaphone said, Drop the guns! Set them on the ground! Now! Guns? I looked at Ares's weapon and it seemed to be flickering. Sometimes it looked like a shotgun, sometimes a two-handed sword. I didn't know what the humans were seeing in my hands, but I was pretty sure it wouldn't make them like me. Ares turned to glare at our spectators, which gave me a moment to breathe. There were five police cars now and a line of officers crouching Behind them, pistols strained on us. This is private matter, Ares bellowed. Be gone. He swept his hand and a wall of red flame rolled across the patrol cars. The police barely had time to die for cover before their vitals exploded. The crowd behind them scattered, screaming. Ares rolled with laughter. Now little hero. Let's add you to the barbecue. He slashed. I deflected his blade and I got close enough to strike. I tried to fake him out with a feint, but my blow was knocked aside. The waves were hitting me in the back now. Ares was up to his thighs, wading in after me. I felt the rhythm of the sea. The waves growing larger as the tide rolled in. And suddenly, I had an idea. Little waves, I thought. And the water behind me seemed to recede. I was holding back the tide by force of wind. But tension was building, like carbonation behind a cork. Ares came towards me, grinning confidently. I lowered my blade, as if I were too exhausted to go on. Wait for it, I told the sea. The pressure now was almost lifting me off my feet. Ares raised his sword. I released the time and jumped, rocketing straight over Ares on a wave. A two-meter wall of waves smashed him full in the face, leaving him cursing, cursing and sputtering with a mouthful of seaweed. I landed behind him with a splash. And f- fain- fainted towards his head, as I had done before. He turned in time to raise his sword, but this time he was disoriented. He couldn't anticipate the trick. I changed direction, lunged to the side, and stabbed Riptide straight down into the water, sending the point through the god's heel. The roar that followed made Hades' earthquakes look like a minor event. The very sea was blasted from Ares, Ares, leaving a wet circle of sand 15 meters wide. Ica, the golden blood of gods, was flowing out of the gash in the war god's boot. The expression on his face was beyond hatred. It was pain, shock, complete disbelief that he'd been wounded. He limped towards me, muttering ancient Greek curses. Something stopped him. It was as if a cloud covered the sun. But worse. Light faded. Sound and color drained away. A cold heavy presence passed over the beach, slowing time, dropping the temperature to freezing and making me feel like life was hopeless and fighting was useless. The darkness lifted. Ares looked stunned. Police cars were burning behind us. The crowd of spectators had fled. Annabeth and Gru stood on. The beach in shock, watching the water flood back around Ares's feet, his glowing golden ichor dissipating in the tide. Ares lowered his sword. You have made an enemy, godling, he told me. You have sealed your fate. Every time you raise your blade in battle, every time you hope for success, you will feel my curse. Beware, Percy Jackson, beware. (coughs) His body began to glow. Percy, Anabit shouted, don't watch. I turned away as the god Ares revealed his true immortal form. I somehow knew that if I looked, I would be disintegrated into ashes on the spot. The light died. I looked back. Iris was gone. The tide rolled out to reveal Hades' bronze helmet of darkness. I picked it up and walked towards my friends. But before I got there, I heard the flapping of leathery wings. Three old evil grandmothers with lace hats and fiery whips drifting down from the sky and lie- landing in front of me. The middle fury... The one who had been Mrs. Dodds stepped forward. Her fangs were bared. But for once, she didn't look threatening. She looked more disappointed, as if she'd been planning to have me for supper, but had decided I might give her an indigestion. We saw the whole thing, she hissed. So it truly was not you. I tossed her the helmet of darkness, which she caught in surprise. Return that to Lord Hades, I said. Tell him the truth. Tell him to call off the war. She hesitated, then ran a forked tongue over her green leathery lips. Live well, Percy Jackson. Become a true hero. Because if you do not, if you ever come into my clutches again, she cackled, savoring the idea. Then she and her sister rose on their bat's wings, fluttered and fluttered into the smoke-filled sky and disappeared. I joined Groover and Annabeth, who were staring at me in amazement. Percy, Grover said, that was so incredibly terrifying, said Annabeth. Cool, Grover corrected. I didn't feel terrified. I certainly didn't feel cool. I was tired and sore and completely drained of energy. Did you guys feel that? Whatever it was, I asked. They both nodded uneasily. Must have been the furies overhead, Groover said. But I wasn't so sure. Something had stopped Ares from killing me. And whatever could do that was a lot stronger than the furies. I looked at Annabeth. And an understanding passed between us. I knew now that, I knew now what was in that pit, what had spoken from the entrance of Tartarus. I reclaimed my backpack from Go- Groover and looked inside. The master bolt was still there. Such a small thing to almost cause World War Three. We have to get back to New York. I said by tonight. That's impossible, Annabeth said. Unless we fly, I agreed. She stared at me. Fly like in an aeroplane, which you were warned never to do, lest Zeus strike you out of the sky? And carrying a weapon that has more destructive power than a nuclear bomb? Yeah, I said. Pretty much exactly like that. Come on.